My name is Leighton Flat, as in Leighton Flat Comedy. I'm a pastor, a comic, and a drug recovery clinic worker. Oh my God. <laughs> The Hold the Phone Podcast with Tessa. It's a lot. Yeah, that it is a lot. So can you tell me, like, okay, I'm sure you've explained this like a hundred times, but I need to know this. I feel like everyone needs to know about this because like, <laughs> a combo. Um, so tell me. Yeah. Well, it was even weirder is is about it within the last year. I'm also like, uh, I don't do it, but I'm a licensed insurance salesman. Um, So it just got weirder. But uh, no, I was when I was nine years old is when the first time I went on stage, I was in a worship worship band. And then at 14, I started organizing actual concerts with like rock bands and and rappers and all this stuff. And then when I was 20 years old, I started doing stand up comedy. And then uh, when I was 21, I became a youth pastor part-time at a little tiny country church in a town that you've never heard of. And then uh, this year, I threw all of that. I I met a guy who works in recovery and and, uh, started doing that. Um, So I just drive patients back and forth to their their meetings and as they're trying to get sober. So yeah, it's, it's, it makes for a wild week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, like recovering addicts. Yeah. So I actually have a bit, I talk about my, uh, my best, one of my best friends was a drug addict from age 10 to 26. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he was, he was on meth from age 20, 10 to 26 and now he's a pastor. And so, uh, that's kind of the people that we work with and with anything from an alcoholic 18 year old who got a DUI to a 60 year old that's been battling drugs since Woodstock. So that's crazy. That's good. Yeah, well, you must feel good like helping people. I don't do a lot of the actual like helping, I guess. I, I talk to them a lot because they're in my van and stuff right. like that. But okay. I don't, I don't, I do have to drug test them sometimes. So I'm not always their best friend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. Well, yeah. Like you said, a busy week, but like an interesting week. Like, do you have any stories that are like obviously that you want to share that are just like kind of out there that stick with you? <laughs> The, the one that I always think of that really wasn't funny as a, as a comedy bit was just kind of funny in the story was I picked up this like old black guy and he was living in, in like sober living. So like he doesn't, he's not in a, like a, a lockdown facility, but he's got rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just slowly started unveiling why he was in trouble. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, they caught me with, they caught me with drugs. It was meth. I had I, I they came over and I had a lady friend and I really like to get blasted before we well well you know we know what we were doing and but like he was like he's not like attractive or anything you know he's like he's an, he's a sixty five year old meth head mm. and I was just like why are you telling like basically he was telling me all about how he, he uses meth to get as an aphrodisiac and I was like this is I didn't ask oh at my God. all. Uh, one time a lady, I picked her up and, and her boyfriend thought I was her side piece. Um, cause I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in like, I wasn't in like a clearly marked van or anything. And so she comes out and he's like yelling F you out the door. And I'm like, what did I do? And she's like, I need your badge. I'm like, you're not, <laughs> you're not getting my badge. Cause I'll never get it back. So that was fun. Oh I never God. actually saw that good woman again after that day. So he, it was kind of scary, but. So you kind of like tie certain things like those experiences kind of into your comedy bits? Yeah, a little, a little bit. I have a, I have a joke about that. That friend who was a meth addict in the eighties used to, he was a bodyguard for 
like the largest female drug dealer in, in all of Southern California or something. And they would, in this, everyone does this. Every drug dealer puts stuff in their drugs so that it's like they can make more money off of it, mm-hmm. right? Like it weighs two grams or whatever, but it's only one gram of the drug. And he would do one gram meth to one gram laxatives, like powdered oh baby laxatives. God. Oh my God. And so the, the tagline of that was he made people tweak and leak. Oh and my so God. <laughs> it's so funny hanging out with like old drug addicts because now they're clean Mm -hmm. but they they have all this head knowledge about how to like sell and use and proper things with drugs and they just talk about it like how to make a sandwich and i'm like why do you know so much (laughs) one of my buddies is uh he he was a heroin user and dealer and i asked him if that's why he went to jail because he talked about being in jail and he had, he didn't go to jail for heroin. He went to jail because they found explosives and automatic weapons in his house. Oh and I was like, oh, and I think he had like an ostrich or something too. Like he was. Just oh, okay, that's a twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was into like exotic animals and stuff. Oh my god. So, um, is that like is yeah. that a big thing in Missouri? Like I have no, I don't know where exactly are you from Missouri? I'm 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 from South Missouri. Like you can, the, everyone knows St. Louis and Kansas City. I'm like three hours away from there. I'm very, I'm like, you can actually like a, a few hours from my house is you can like stand in Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri. Okay. Um, so Are you close that. to the Ozarks? And that that depends on how you define the Ozarks. I, I don't know. I only watch the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that, I, I think that show is supposed to be like lake of the ozarks or something i've never seen it okay but technically like if you depending on who you ask is what like some of the some of arkansas is the ozarks some of this is the ozarks people people don't there's not one definite so yes technically yes it's on everything like ozark insurance ozark mowing ozark news ozark radio like it's on everything it says ozarks on it so okay so then if you're a pastor so i'm, I'm curious to know i guess like why you started like why you got into that or like, cause that's like a whole lifestyle change, really. It wasn't, it wasn't a path. I mean, I was raised in church and um, I was, when I started college, I was actually going to get a ministry degree. Now I've switched gears because of just different life things, but no, I still wanted to do it. And um, I used to flip through ministry ads for jobs from mm-hmm. my old school. They would have a slot on their website and I would scroll through that and found this one and went and interviewed and fell in love with it and um fell in love with the kids and it's i i, I don't know if i mentioned youth i'm not like uh, the lead pastor but youth so i basically i uh, kids from middle school to high school and it's just a very laid back really fun job so um cool. i yeah it wasn't it wasn't really a lifestyle change for me i do actually comedy shows at my church at least once we've done two now since i took the job so um nice i don't know if you know who joey ilo is yeah i talked to him too um, yeah okay yeah he's actually we're together this weekend he's a friend of mine we live 30 minutes apart um but he's he's gonna be here but he came and did my church on his way to film his dry bar special okay cool nice um yeah because i was like you're looking at your instagram so and you're like your profile says comedy at the scrapyard and tattooed christian so what's the comedy at the scrapyard (laughs) uh comedy at the scrapyard is my showcase it's my i do a lot of shows i I, I really like booking shows. They don't they don't always like sell out or anything, but I just love I can't I have uh, I have OCD and I don't mean like like oh the bed the bed's a little off kilter. Like I actually was like <laughs> used to like actually like diagnosed with it, but one of my things is I have to keep my hands busy. And so Comedy the Scrapyard was a show I invented at uh, I live off of Route 66. 
mm-hmm. the, the mother road mm-hmm. and there's a scrapyard that my friend owns and like once a month we we take the scrapyard and we turn it into a comedy club oh cool um, there's pictures on my instagram somewhere it's really cool we use actually the scale he uses like this huge scale and that's where the stage is mm-hmm. and we have full sound and we're we're in the process of boosting lighting we bring in comedians uh, joey's headlined it um we've got comedians from indianapolis coming kansas city oklahoma city tulsa all these all these so we're just been we we just celebrated a year this uh this july that we've been doing that so that's just kind of like that's my favorite show that i do nice that sounds so cool um it's a blast yeah so it's like it's like you made up your own venue in a way right yeah i that's how my eyes work mm-hmm. when i walk in a room i'm thinking how could you do a show here yeah <laughs> and I went in, it's like it's 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 hard to explain it's like a route 66 museum okay. uh, wall to wall floor to ceiling is just all this memorabilia there's an actual in the room is a ford falcon is parked in the room cool. and then in the back lot there's a tomator like from the movie cars like a functioning tomator with the eyes and everything so Sweet. it's 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 a cool place just to be in in general but to do a show there and he gives away free drinks <laughs> he's if he puts out a bin of beer <laughs> And a fridge full of soda, and it's all free. Nice. Well, so that's go. always a that always brings people <laughs> to the show. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. doing um, we're doing Veterans Night. We have uh, three veteran like uh, one's a Marine or no one was Army, one is Navy. I'm not sure what the other guy is, um, but we're doing a full night of veterans comedy. Uh, ten ten days after Veterans Day, but yeah obviously still playing shows during the pandemic like how is that working for you guys out there because here in Canada it's a little bit different like we're not allowed in venues and and then we are allowed in venues and then they close them down and then they open them back up it's like kind of like all over the place so how is it working there Canada's wild from what I've heard um (laughs) no I mean I it's restricting me because I was really trying to grow outside of my area I right now I have kind of like residencies not residency but like, like certain venues that i can book every other month in uh missouri and oklahoma and some other places and i can just continue to cycle those but i really wanted to get out of that that's mm-hmm. where my struggle is is coming because i don't know what local laws are a lot of places aren't uh here in springfield we're pretty lax but we try to try to space people out a lot of people come with their families and friends so they kind of sit together um okay. But you're still technically allowed inside. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, do they have to wear masks inside? They're supposed to. uh, Because it's a comedy show, most people are usually eating or drinking anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so that makes it not as much. But yeah, we do have the mask requirements. Um, I actually, we so I've done the Joplin, Missouri. We, we, same thing indoors it's here's where it gets weird though because they did a show in oklahoma that sold out and there was no mask regulation there so it just depends which was a really strange yeah crazy (laughs) but i'm going up to nebraska that's gonna be the farthest show i've done this year i'm going up to nebraska to do four shows in december and they just they just space everyone out and i think i think they've got the mask regulation and all that jazz um i saw a video that you posted (laughs) about how you you had spilled chocolate milk in your car, but you didn't know it was for a while <laughs> until you smelled something awful. So that being said, do you have any tips for people on how to get that smell out? So, so that was car? funny. So, so I have a, that was from, I, I'm on the thing over the, it's over the course of a couple months called the Midwest Madness Tour with the Copenhagen Bandit. 
Copenhagen Bandy is a, a, a kind of an internet sensation. He's got okay. like thousands, millions of views and all these videos. And I was touring. I, I had a show with him in Tulsa, Oklahoma on a Thursday and I had to work the next day. So I had bought this chocolate milk. It just kept, it was a nightmare from beginning to end. I had bought this chocolate milk in order to get cash back to pay the toll for the road I was going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. My card was uh, uh, stolen. Uh, the number had gotten stolen. So I didn't even get cash back. And I just had this giant chocolate milk for no reason. Drove to Tulsa and at 11 in the, uh, at night when I was taking the bandit back to his hotel, I chucked it in the back seat and forgot about it. And that's when it, it, it heated up so much in my back seat that it, just, it literally blew the cap off. Oh my and God. And it went down up under. Um, yeah, and I smelled something. It smelled like cheap boxed wine. And I was like, I was literally, because I, I prank people all the time. Like people, no one, like if anything goes wrong in my house, my office, or my family's houses, they always blame me. So I thought someone dumped wine in my backseat to get back at me. Oh my I'm like, God. surely someone hid something. And then all of a sudden I looked and uh, yeah, sure enough, it was caked in there. I had to get rid of the smell. I vacuumed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I used this like cleaner and I just scrubbed it and I almost puked because oh chunk stuff like it, I'm very uh, behind. Like, and not only did it, I threw, I didn't throw the bottle and the cap away till like, no, the cap. I threw the cap away like two days ago. <laughs> it was still in my car. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. I did that. T- I've done that so many times. Actually, I did it in Oklahoma again when yeah. I was dating my wife. I was in Oklahoma and we had gone to a football game all day. And when we came back, her car smelled like puke. Oh I had left God. the chocolate milk in there. Don't give this guy chocolate uh, milk. <laughs> no, no, apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Duck Dynasty, you're wearing the shirt. Is that like your favorite show? It was, it was. My mom bought me the shirt. My mom loves getting little gifts and and she had bought me the shirt and was so happy when I fell in love. I love orange too. Yeah. I'm a huge, That's nice. I'm a huge <laughs> Oklahoma State fan. So like I've got a cup here. Oh, I made okay. my crap here. My wife put me had me put it all in my office. So That's anything awesome. orange I love. So it was orange. Nice. I love uh I got I actually was just cleaning out a box and found an autographed Uncle Cy photo that my mom had bought oh, when yeah. I was in high school. Nice. If you don't know who that is, that was one of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I like Duck Dynasty. I love, I love redneck humor. If you look up the Copenhagen Bandit, I don't know if you've seen his stuff. Mm. Look him up. You'll, you'll realize why. I, it's just the kind of comedy I like. He's very much a redneck comic. So nice. I tend to lean that way. Um, like I have a joke that uh, uh, I define my family as high functioning white trash. How and, so? Oh, go ahead. Well. Well, that, yeah. Then the next part is like my, my dad can afford normal clothes, but when I brought my wife home to meet him for the first time, he was wearing overall jorts and he, he would take <laughs> these overalls and he cut them off like halfway down his thighs and he would wear a yellow shirt under him. And like, he looked like a minion from that movie, Despicable Me. And um, yeah, and he still wears them. <laughs> that's amazing they're just like his thing it's like he's comfortable in them he doesn't care what other my, people think it was funny when i first started telling that joke my my mom is like i don't like that you were not white trash my dad's like you're just mad because we are white trash <laughs> 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 but, yeah it's funny you gotta play off something oh yeah yeah i mean when you when you would come to my house in high school we had we had chickens we lived in the city but we had chickens a pile of scrap metal and then uh my dad would come out in overall so it's like yeah we're a little <laughs> a little white trash i love chickens i actually want to own chickens but yeah i don't know we'll see maybe well in the city here you can have like five or something mm-hmm. and we had bought some for easter or something stupid and yeah. we ended up keeping them and 
and raising them for a long time. So yeah, the cool. eggs were good. We had all yeah. kinds of eggs. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So where can um, people check you out online and stuff or contact you? I have a, I have a YouTube where you can go see a couple uh, videos I did. One of them's at the scrapyard. Mm-hmm. I just posted that one. Um, and then I've got uh, Instagram. Everything is light and flat comedy, whether that's YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. I'm not a Twitter guy. I could never get into it. Yeah. Um, I have a Snapchat too. I haven't updated that in a minute, but um, <laughs> Facebook's the one where I have all my event pages and tour dates. Um, if you're in, I don't know, you're in Canada, but if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, we're almost sold out. I've got four shows there. Me and my friend Chris Fields mm-hmm. are coming down there to do four days. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, where I was, where I was actually born. Oh, and cool. so that's going to be fun. And then I'm on the Midwest Madness Tour with the Bandit. We're going to be in Fort Scott, Kansas, St. Roberts, Missouri, Joplin, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and then we're going to be adding some dates here. Come, I'm booked. I have stuff to announce all the way through January. So sweet, good stuff. Yeah, and then I'm then I'm off. I'm waiting to go to New York. I can't go right now, but we're uh, there's a group of comedians here that are all we're uh, we're getting tickets to go to New York once this all is over to spend a whole week up there doing shows. That'll be uh, good when the time comes, right? Yes. Before, before I forget, I have yeah. to, he just texted me. That's what made me think of it. Uh, my yeah. friend owns, uh, technically I'm sponsored by a company called Red Enrico's. I really should have worn one of the shirts. That would have been good. Uh, it's yeah. a shirt company. You can go on Amazon, Red Enrico's. I usually wear, the one I wear on tour says uh, cigars and coffee. This okay. is my only plant. This is my plant-based diet. Nice. Uh, so that's the shirt. Yeah, okay, I'll I'm check them out. Much, yeah, so, so again? those guys. Red Enrico's? Red Enrico. So Red is a red-haired guy. Enrico is my uh, friend Richard. He's a Puerto Rican guy who kind of knows English. <laughs> All right. So it's weird. I don't know if you've ever hung out with people from Puerto Rico, but it's super interesting. Why? He, he well, English is his second language. He's a professional um, uh, trans- translator, not translator, uh, interpreter. And I didn't realize English was a second language, but like randomly he won't know a word. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be chatting and he'll, he'll explain something really complex, like marketing, but then he'll say something like, I don't know what a goose is. <laughs> and actually it's yeah. funny that I'm talking to you because the way that I found that is I told him Canadians are so nice because they put all their anger in their geese <laughs> and he didn't get the joke because he didn't know what a goose was. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. I yeah. was in Puerto Rico, in- like before the pandemic started, I was, I was, oh, uh, nice. yeah, it's nice there. He likes it here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, he talks I didn't realize it was so small. He talks, it's like the size of Connecticut. Mm, yeah. Like all the Puerto Rico, but yeah, right. he's funny. Cause I'll say something and he'll translate it to English and then be like, Hey, I don't know what we're talking about, but um, yeah, he's a hoot. He's, he's a, he owns an interpreting company, a shirt company, and he's a stand up comic. So he's, a, and then he's also like a jujitsu. This is what's funny. He's a jujitsu blue belt or something i don't know and yeah. uh, i i thought he was always a little bit full of crap when he talked about how well he could fight until i saw him put someone in a headlock the other day and they oh almost went to sleep so, <laughs> well and we travel together so it's great to have your own bodyguard because i saw him yeah. put someone in the head he, he, he i go teach me that hold teach me that hold after the show and so he, i had him and then like you grab the shirt and you go like this and mm. you have him like this and then you, it's like all this stuff and uh, he goes now move your elbow behind the shoulder and he goes like this. And I'm thinking he's trying to reposition me. I was choking him out. He was tapping. So I almost put him out in his own house. He was very, very mad at me. And his wife did not think it was fun. <laughs> yeah, he was like coughing. So, yeah, we have fun. 
All right. Well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll we'll, we'll come back. I'll bring my Puerto Rican friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you uh, should. We'll, yeah. You should. Yeah, That'd he would cool. love. He would always. He he does all kinds of podcasts in English and in Spanish. So yeah. he's always down to do, uh, to chat. So we could do that for sure. Let's go, go.